Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 8 of Sprint Race, the show that speeds through some of the talking points happening in Formula 1. My name is Emma Ridgway and I will be your host. Thank you very much for tuning in. To everyone that has tuned in uh, so far this season, I just wanted to say uh, thank you. I really enjoy making these podcasts and it's been really, really fun to share my thoughts and views with Formula One fans from all over the world. So wherever you are tuning in from, I just wanted to say thank you. If you ever want to reach out to me and let me know what you think, then you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Sprint Race Show. Now onto the topics. I want to touch a little bit on the race yesterday, but I also wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive into Red Bull's current situation and where I think they're heading. So I'll admit I was a little bit pessimistic about returning to Barcelona because it's just a little bit flat, not physically, well, also physically, but the difficulty with overtaking makes for a dull race normally, which is demonstrated by the fact that the majority of the winners over the last two decades have been from the front row. The race, though, was better than expected, which is always a nice surprise. It's a real treat to see Lewis Hamilton overtaking for the win rather than just being out front by himself, even if the overtake was easier than expected. And once again, we're in a situation where Red Bull are asking themselves, what on earth do we need to do to beat Mercedes? So let's go over it. I think there's a few reasons why they're struggling to beat Mercedes, other than the fact that apparently Mercedes spent £300 million last year on their car, but it's more than just the money. And with Red Bull, the biggest change that they've continually made over the last few years has been with the drivers themselves. And I think that that has really cost them as a team. And I'll tell you why. They've done so many swaps with drivers over the years. When they swapped out Daniel Kvyat for a young Max Verstappen in 2016, Red Bull very quickly realised that they had a star on their hands. Much like with Vettel in their earlier years, Max quickly became the team's best chance for long-term success. But Red Bull already had a well-known and skilled driver in Daniel Ricciardo, and some missed opportunities by the team could have set him up for further success. The best example I can give was the 2016 Monaco Grand Prix, where Red Bull had that really dreadful pit stop that cost Ricardo the win. But with two exceptional drivers on the bill, it was always going to stir competition. This is however needed in teams and preferred, as good drivers can often push their teammates to be even better. When this goes too far, however, it culminates into what we saw at the 2018 Azerbaijan Grand Prix when Max moved twice under braking, taking himself and his teammate crashing down the pit straight. After this incident, rumours went wild of a rift between the two and ultimately ended with Ricardo leaving the team altogether. An interview with Netflix Drive to Survive the following year showed that his exit from Red Bull was as much about the team dynamic and the environment as it was about the car itself. Since Ricardo's exit, Red Bull have partnered three different drivers with Max in three years, and are no doubt trying to get back to a point where they have both drivers fighting for the win again, not just Verstappen. Ironically, 
Pierre Gasly, who was infamously dropped from the main team in 2019, won a race with Red Bull's sister team, but even now still continues to be out of favour. Alex Albon showed potential and was particularly brave at overtaking, but struggled with his confidence and in the pressure of the spotlight on the notorious second seat. Now with another race winner and experienced driver Sergio Perez driving alongside Verstappen, that should solve all of their pain, right? I don't think that this was ever the only problem that Red Bull have, despite what they say about needing two strong drivers. They had two strong drivers in 2018, and I genuinely think that the excitement of Verstappen switched all the focus away from arguably one of the best drivers on the grid over the last decade. I think that Red Bull put a lot of hope and excitement on their single star driver in the way that many other teams have done, like in the way that Mercedes continues to do now with Hamilton. However, teams with a sole consistent driver like Hamilton or Schumacher at Ferrari also had the advantage of a good car something else that Red Bull have struggled with over the last few years. And just when we all thought things had turned around for them, with the Honda engine finally up to scratch performance-wise and winning a number of races, Honda decides to pull out from the sport altogether. So what have Red Bull done in preparation? Well, they plan to take on the development of the same engine but bring it in-house. But this has also proved to be another hurdle for the team, with powertrains not a skill traditionally required for a team who in all of their time in Formula 1 have bought their engines from suppliers. How did they solve this problem? Well, it hit the news last weekend that Red Bull have been luring a lot of powertrain engineers from neighbouring teams, notably Mercedes themselves. One thing I found interesting was Toto Wolff's remarks about the folks who didn't make the jump to Red Bull, stating that it was the work environment that made them stay. Finally, I'm sure there was some small hope from Red Bull that a certain seven-time world champion might be considering putting his feet up sometime soon. Hamilton, however, stated this weekend that he's already looking at renewing his Mercedes contract. So with Lewis sticking around, it comes down to whether or not Red Bull can continue to take the fight to Mercedes. Unfortunately, I think they've depleted their driver swap car to the point in which everyone is now looking at the environment of the team as a contributor to many of the second driver's failure to succeed, and in fact, the reason for Daniel Ricciardo's exit in the first place. With engineers choosing to stay at Mercedes in favour of what Toto called lottery number paychecks. We can only hope that the continuous growing skills of Max Verstappen keeps the fight entertaining for us fans. But what happens if Max decides to leave? There is apparently a clause in his contract that states if his car is not competitive then he has the right to leave at the end of the season. Though I think the problem is the same as it always has been, that there is no better seat for Max to take. And unlike Ricardo, he will unlikely leave Red Bull for a developing team. Ferrari or Mercedes would be optimal picks, both for prestige and performance. But with Hamilton sticking around and unlikely to approve of another intense teammate battle and Ferrari opting for Carlos Sainz, Max is likely to stick around for some time. Red Bull are trying to fight Mercedes now, but they also have one eye on next year's regulation changes. This weekend, they were once again outmaneuvered by Mercedes' strategy, performance, and Hamilton's skill. 
but as with the opening race in Bahrain, they really do need a second driver in the mix to cover off Bottas and allow for them to take more gambles. The question is, is Red Bull's current environment one in which a second driver can thrive? Three down, hopefully no more to go. That is all for this week's episode. Next weekend we have next weekend we have a bit of a break, but then the following race will be in Monaco. Monaco race weekend is always my favorite. I absolutely love Monaco qualifying, so I am really looking forward to that one. Once again, thank you very much for tuning in and I will see you next time. <laughs>